Blog Talk Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Unexplained World Internet Radio Broadcast with your host, Edward Shanahan, a paranormal, spiritual observer, and psychic reader, along with Annette, a high priestess and psychic reader. The Unexplained World is a location where the border between the natural and supernatural may become nothing more than fuzzy, so enjoy. Listeners, welcome to the November 1st broadcast of The Unexplained World with your host, Edward Shanahan. That's me and Annette. Hello, Annette. Hello, Ed. How are you tonight? I'm doing good. How about how about you? I'm fine, thank you. I survived we, Halloween. Did you? Yeah. <laughs> we will talk about what went down at the mansion a little later in the show. Um, last night during the seance. And I I haven't even shared it with you, but uh, let's right. just say it's uh, it shook me up a bit, okay? Mm-hmm. And uh, that's hard to do. Uh yeah. And but the thing is, when you play on the playground, you know, expect there to be other players there with you. <laughs> so <clears throat> we'll get into that later. But uh, All right. there's a yeah, there was a full moon tonight. Oh, uh, it was it was beautiful last night too when we were parading around the streets. <laughs> oh, they allowed you to uh, trick or treat at night out there. Well, yeah, from five to seven. Oh wow! See, ours it shut was down. Dark at, already. Yeah, ours shuts down at six o'clock in our neighborhood. Oh, so. oh yeah, five to seven we're allowed. Wow, sweet. That's nice. Yeah. <laughs> Plenty of fresh air for you and everything. Oh, yeah. Kids yeah. passed out early. <laughs> <laughs> that always helps some, sometimes. So. Absolutely. Who's our oh, guest tonight? Our, pardon me? Go ahead. Who's our guest tonight, Ed? <laughs> okay. Uh, our guest tonight is the author of Skulls of Salvation, a book about the man, man, doomsday prophecy, and the crystal skulls of Belize. And it should already have been released, the book. And her name is Miss Lee. Let's see if she's here. Hello. Hi, I'm here. Hello, how are you tonight? We pronounced your name Lanaya, is that right? Lanaya. Lanaya. Okay. A, A, long A, Lanaya. Lanaya. I don't jump. Okay. I don't, jump in there. I don't jump in there and say words unless I can confirm it ahead of time. So that's why I said Miss Lee. Um, I do get I do get tongue tied at times, and uh, I'd rather not do that with names. So maybe okay, you're being Lene, Welcome. How are you tonight? Fine, except excuse my voice. I got a scratchy throat. Uh oh. <laughs> Plenty yeah, of vitamin C and zinc. Oh yes. <laughs> Were you, were you doing any uh, book signings, or were you doing, uh, or is it just a cold, you think? Well, you, I'm just really promoting over the radio now, because my situation was a little bit different. See, I had a strike at 35 that put me in a wheelchair, and oh, okay. I do most of my promotions like this. <clears throat> okay. Okay. Um, your book. Can you tell us what it's about? Okay. Of Atlantis is a complete series. There's five books in the series. The first book starts with Archimedes, which he is the last king of Atlantis before the devastation. And it starts with him being a child. As he grows into a man, gets married, has children of his own, and he's coronated after the death of his father. But there's one one unique quality that Archimedes has. He has this source of unlimited powers, which his mother knows where it came from, but his father didn't know. 
So his father at times was kind of fearful of his son. And his father had an advisor, my villain, his name is Yurik. He also has the same abilities that Archimedes does. And because of their special powers, they survived the devastation of Atlantis. And Yurik traces, chases Archimedes throughout history with a thought in mind that if he harnesses the powers of Archimedes along with his own, he'd be so powerful he could become master of the universe. Okay. So, Lanaya, tell us, this is uh, like kind of a fiction based on Mayan prophecy. Is that correct? It's, there's a lot of history in there. I just wrote a book separately, like, the second book's because I'm just so obsessed with the Doomsday Prophecy of the Crystal Skulls. Oh, which tell I us think, about the Crystal Skulls. Tell us about that. What is the Doomsday Prophecy, for those of us out there who have no idea what that could be? Okay, the Mayan Doomsday Prophecy is scheduled to occur December 21st, 2012. And how they came up with this date is when they were conquered by the Spanish conquistadors, most of their stuff was burned because the Spanish thought their artwork and writings were of the devil, so they burned them. But four were saved, and one of the ones that was saved is the Mayan Long Calendar, which is a calendar that runs for 25,000 years. It's divided into sections like every 5,000 years. Four of the 5,000 have already happened. And the fifth one ends December 21st, 2012. Okay. And the reason the Mayan Doomsday Prophecy is catching, I think, everybody's attention is because there have been thousands of other prophecies. But this one is a little bit different because there's scientific proof there's going to be a galactic alignment on the winter equinox of 2012. The alignment being the Milky Way, the Earth, and the Sun in total trajectory of each other. Now, this only happens every 25,800 years. So the Mayan calendar started 25,000 years ago. There's still 800 years there that, you know, there's no record of. And everybody thinks the center of our universe is the center of the Milky Way. And scientists also believe it is a black hole. And the black hole is so unsteady, it creates immense gravitational pull. So we have global warming. We also have a hole in the ozone layer. And say the the, the Milky Way, the... Say the intense gravitational pull is so fierce it pulls magma straight from the core of the Earth, shooting it up into the atmosphere, raining back down on the Earth as fire and brimstone. But it, it's really weird because it's not only the Mayans that make reference to this galactic alignment. I'm sort of like an ancient historian. I love ancient history. And I have found it in Several different civilizations. That's what blew me away. All right, what? All right, talk about the crystal skulls. What's the reference to that? I've I've seen them. I've seen them mentioned on blogs and everything like that. Um, can you explain for the listeners? All right, the crystal skulls. There are thirteen. The first one ever to be found was found in Belize in 1920 by, oh, what's her name? I can't even think of her name, but it's it's called the Mitchell Hedges Skull. And it's perfect. I mean, this thing is quartz crystal. They even did carbon dating on the soil around where the skull was found. Or they found soil on the skull. Anyway, the carbon dating showed... It was 50,000 years old. You're not going to tell me primitive man made it with bones and copper. I don't believe it. 
But what they say about the crystal skulls is the lead skull is the Mitchell Hedges skull. The skull has two parts. The jaw moves like a kid talk. And the legend is if you put all 13 skulls together, like you put the 12 around the center skull, the secrets of the universe would be revealed. And maybe we need that right now. Because we are definitely in a mess. Hmm. And in in my book, I used global warming and uh, the hole in the ozone layer as part of the demise of 2012. Because, you know, it, we're going to be so near the sun. Maybe it could be a, a sunburst, a gamma ray. No protecting us from anything like that. But then again... It could also be referenced to as an awakening instead of end of days. And um, you still there, man? Yeah, I'm here. Okay, okay. All right. Um, what if what if nothing, like, you know, they were predicting the year 2000, we're going to have all this and that go down? Um, I think there was, I was listening to, actually last night, I was listening to, uh, Coast to Coast, um, with, on Saturday night they play uh, reruns. I was coming back from an event, and they were, they had a guest on from the year 1999, and he was from the what they call the Brotherhood. And back then they were predicting um, on May 12, 2000, you know, all kinds of doomsday type of stuff and everything. And well, George Nor- and, and the hosts even asked them, Okay, what happens if it doesn't happen? Okay, and so I'm going to throw that out to you, just as you know, for our listeners' benefit. What happens if it nothing happens? Well, let's see. Like I said, it could be either an awakening or the end, and I guess it's left up to us because if it is an awakening, if that's already started over the mm-hmm. past ten years, more people are more in touch with their spirituality now than ever before. And it's mm-hmm. all because of that date, December 21st, 2012. It's mighty close. And if it's an awakening, then, hey, maybe it'd be enough to jar a few people. We, <laughs> seem, to, we seem to have lost humanity somewhere. Yeah. And maybe, you know, people will say, well, hmm, I better get on the right track or something, you know. I think um, basically we lost faith and belief in the spiritual side myself. Um, everybody today, I, I've actually, Annette's right, I've actually wrote an article about that where more people today need proof that there's a spiritual side. And you see it everywhere. I mean, that you know, you see it everywhere from on TV to investigators to whatever. Um, more people need proof today than they did years ago. But don't you think that the 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 breach between life and death is closer now than it has ever been? I think it wants to be, well, in a sense, yeah, because I think it wants to be known, like you said, a, an awakening for people. Um, <clears throat> the thing... I find kind of, and I guess you could say since the 19, late 80s and, you know, early 90s and, um, there's more we need proof. And it's like something's been lost because the proof wasn't needed. There was a belief. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. The, well, you book today all the ghost hunters and paranormal investigators Mm-hmm. Yes, there's remnants. I think the plane is, you know, kind of hard to breach. But there are remnants. There is proof. You just got to have an open mind. Back in the 70s, when I was in high school and stuff, ghost hunters and paranormal investigators, they wouldn't even know me. <laughs> at right. least I didn't. And now right. it's everywhere. And Ghostbusters broke it open, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> but I, I believe the reason it's everywhere is because there's 
there's less of a belief. Let's put it this way. People need proof. I need right. to believe this. Where right. 30 years ago, it was, you know, it was either accepted or not talked about. And wow. it was more, it had to be more, it was more of a spiritual type of, I guess you could say, belief, thought, and everything. And yet, today it's like, I'll believe it if I see it. I'm here to see it. But yet, even though there's thousands, if not hundreds of thousands, of documented cases of near-death experiences or people dying and coming back, those things which people actually can document and say they've experienced, a lot of these so-called investigators ignore it. Does that make sense? Well, it don't are, me. That's You're talking to one that came back from death. All right. When I was 35, I had a major stroke. I was in the hospital seven months. Three months of that, I was in a coma. I died five times and once resuscitated. One time that I died, I didn't make it to the light, but I did get out of my body because I could see, I saw my body dead on the bed. At the foot of the bed was the chaplain. On the right side of the bed was the doctor and the nurse. On the left side of the bed was my best friend and her boyfriend crying, and then I was back. But I mm-hmm. saw it. Mm-hmm. That's all the proof I needed. And that's what I'm saying is, I actually, myself, I've actually stood face-to-face with an individual that told me about his, he died, <clears throat> he came back. I know this because it's somebody that um, I'm affiliated at where I work at. And just to watch him tell me, Miss Lee, his whole face turned in, this was a big, burly guy, his whole face turned into looking like a child. And he was looking through me. I'm watching his eyes, okay? Um, and he was like watching watching a movie on the screen when he was describing. And to me, it was a uh, it was an honor to just see the experience go across his face as he told me of dying and coming back. And you know, I've always heard you know people that get like to the tunnel or near the light. The utopia, the peacefulness. They don't want to come back. But, but there's, I, there's something. Ahead. And the doctors can say it's because your brain was deprived of oxygen, all they won't do. But I know what I experienced, and it was real. Hmm. And that's one of the things I tell people that ask me about getting involved in the paranormal or whatever to do with uh, spirits, I say the first thing you should do is maybe go read some of the near-death experience documentaries, documents. That's and, a good tip. Yeah, and take that as first step, first learning step. <laughs> you know, um, read people that have actually died, who's actually crossed over, and come back. There's the, paranormal, good... the paranormal has always been a big part of my life. My mom died when I was eight, and her mother got custody of me. Mm-hmm. My grandmother was a self-professed black witch. Okay. okay. And being raised by her was interesting. <laughs> I'll say that much. <laughs> but I've never, you know, dabbled in black magic, but I, I know certain spells and stuff, you know, I saw her do. Yeah. And that, yeah. do you have any questions? No, this is very interesting. <laughs> yeah. I know my dad. He was so. What now, Linnea? Once you were able to, um, you were separated from your mother, and you were with your grandmother. What was your life like then? More. Well, uh, existence. That's what I'd say. Oh, okay, okay. I think after my mom died, I was in shock for like four years. I... Wow. Okay. See, my dad was in the Navy. Do you have paranormal experiences of your own? Oh, yes, I do. I've never saw. I've never saw, but I've felt, I've smelled, and I've heard. I think the higher power knows that if I saw, I'd just freak out. 
I don't think my mind could handle it. Right, 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 yeah. But, yes, I've, I've heard. I've never seen an entity, but I've seen things move and stuff. Okay. And that's all the proof I need. Right. Do you what? offer lectures or anything to people, Linnea? No, never been oh. asked. Okay. But if, if, you know, somebody asks, of course I'll do it. I'd never, you know, push my beliefs on anybody else because I would respect their beliefs. But in mm-hmm. return, I would ex- expect them to respect my beliefs also. So how firm are you, do you think, Linnea, in your belief about an end of our existence? 110%. Really? Yes. So how 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 do you prepare knowing your you know, your extinguished date, <laughs> your expiration date? Well, you know, <laughs> you know if you know that the soul is eternal, really in a way it's a, a comfort to really know oh, that there okay. is something after you die. And well, that I agree with, me. yeah. I'm not scared of dying. I'm scared of how. I'm not good with pain, and I'm afraid okay. there'll be pain involved. Okay. But as far as I know, it's like life. I mean, it's a part of life. I don't what think a spiritual not- rush that'll be for everyone on the planet's spirit to all at once be zooming towards the light. Speak for yourself. Okay. <laughs> I'm going towards the light, baby. It's all good. I'm going, but I'm ready, Absolutely. <laughs> I'll be pulling you, Ed. Come on. I don't want to go the other way, huh? No, 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 no. I, uh, I got a halo over my head. I'm not going to tell you that. <clears throat> but uh, <laughs> Have you yeah. ever heard of a child born with a veil? Oh, I had heard that, of course. The what about veil, Yeah. You're talking to one. Oh, really? Yes, ma'am. Okay, now, now, it, I, it, okay. <laughs> Somebody explain that. <laughs> what this is, Ed, okay, now, I've always heard about it in voodoo, where when a child is born with a call, it's like an extra piece of skin over their face. Right, Isn't that right, right Linnea? Exactly, exactly. Okay, like a little, just a little cover, and somebody has to remove it, right? Whoever was at the yep. birth, the midwife or whoever removes it, and now I don't know if this was for you, Linnea, but um, that is buried or something in the yard or it's kept and dried. Anyway, typically it says that it foretells of someone who's going to be very powerful magically, a seer, you know, a feeler, whatever you want to call it, they're going to be very powerful with the magic and the spirit. So, Well, I am intuitive, very intuitive. And I've, just the past couple of years, I've started developing the the gifts because before that I was scared of it. I mean, well, it's pretty yeah, bad. I, I mean, it's pretty bad when you want to be friends with somebody, and then you got this voice inside of you, uh, 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 <laughs> and nine times out of ten it's right. I mean, it's was scary. it your guardian angel voice, your guide voice? I believe so, yes, or my mom, okay. or, which I know my mom, she's, she's been with me since 65. Okay. <coughs> huh. What, Because, um, like, like, the books that I'm writing, I've yeah, never had any formal training, but yet right. I started out as a dark poet. And here I am, two anthologies and six novels later. So. Well, <laughs> you found your thing to write about, yep. right? <laughs> well, I think I found my destiny. I really do. <laughs> um, are well, the books this... available right now to the public? I just booked two. Book one and book two. All five are finished. And I'm almost, almost finished with my new novel, which is called Prayer of Scavenger. And my scavenger is a serial killer that practices hoodoo. Yeah, I'm sorry, a serial killer that does what? Practices hoodoo. Oh, voodoo. Okay. No, hoodoo, the black magic. Hoodoo, H-O-O-D-O-O? Right, right, like okay. the movie The Skeleton Key. 
Gotcha. Oh, sure. Okay. I was about to get back to be so much I had to write about it. Where do you where do you do all this uh where do you get all this research? Where do you do it all? On my computer. I don't think you know if it I probably wouldn't be a writer if I couldn't do it. If it wasn't for the internet. So you it's do all the research and then you tie everything together by your right. internal right. knowledge, I guess you could say. Right, right. Because when I started of Atlantis, it was meant to be one book. When my mind shut up, it was five. Okay. Oh, really? <laughs> and I mean, the book is, the series is steeped in history. All my historical facts are straight. Good, that's weave, cool. I weave the fantasy around my facts. Okay. But my question is, it's um, it's like John Edwards. He writes books, I've been told, that are fantasy books, some of them. But yet, it's to hide the truth. Is that somewhat what you're doing? Could be. I don't know. I'm just saying that. You know what I'm saying? You're writing. Right. You have to put it in. You write it as a novel, as a fiction, with all the history and everything behind it. And with your internal knowledge of what you know, but yet it's safer for the reader if it's to be known as fiction. Correct. And hopefully they pick something up from it. Am I correct? Oh on yes, that? most of my, most of the fantasy I put in the books are my own personal beliefs. Okay. Because I mean, I, ancient history. I got to just look around, and I mean, you can see. We don't know everything. There's a lot oh, yeah. of places. There's a lot of places logic doesn't fit. And I, I'm a firm believer that if a lot of things, even what the government may know, Amen. we're not ready to know. We're not ready to know. And um, our majority aren't ready to know. And um, that's why we don't know. <laughs> and they're keeping a lot of things. But then there are those that want to know, like me, I like to know the truth about my origins. And I believe everybody has the right to know. But there you go with the government thinking it might cause mass hysteria, blah, 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 you know. I think it would, to tell you the truth. Probably I personally so. don't think, because we go all the way back to the fact where people need proof. They don't believe unless they have proof, okay? And... You know, it's just—it's kind of a mess. It's like kind of saying, "Damn if we do and damn if we don't." You know, uh, <laughs> right? But you think about there's this. still the evolution of the soul, Ed. So even if you only got a couple good years left, you know, it's Enjoy. all about evolution. So keep on mm -hmm. trucking. You know, <laughs> oh, yeah. you know, you know the wind is there. You feel it, but you don't see it. But you know it's there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. definitely. And I mean, you okay. don't, you don't. I don't need to see it to believe in it because there's other avenues you can go. That's like Machu Picchu, Stonehenge, the pyramids. I believe these people had help. There mm -hmm. is, there's no way, sure. no way, no way. Right. Even Edgar Casey himself, the sleeping prophet, even said it when he went in his trances. That yeah. he was guided by the High Council of Atlantis. And I'm right. a firm believer. Because right. he was the one that said part of Atlantis would arise in 1968. That's when they found the Bimini Road. That's when they found the what? The Bimini Road. The Bim oh, oh, that they can see from the satellite? Right. Okay. Well, it's the road that's... Right off the coast of the island of Bimini. Got it. I, I hear you, yeah. Tell the people what that is. It is. You know, some people may look at it and say, it's got coral and stuff on it. Well, if it's been under the ocean as long as I think it has been, of course it would. But the stones, they look. it looks like a man-made road. The stones, they fit perfectly. 
No, I just don't think it was naturally made. I, I can't accept that one. So they assume that this would be proof of Atlantis because it would be a road leading to it, some grand thing. That's what that right? they that's what they think. Okay. But you know, I think Atlantis was in the Bahamas. I really do. I think the Bahamas themselves. Even Jamaica, Puerto Rico, they were they're part they were part of Atlantis. They're the oh. remnants that were left. That's like right off the coast of Puerto Rico is 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 a trench and it's called the Puerto Rican Trench. It's eleven hundred miles long, five miles wide, six miles below sea level. Mm-hmm. We have not been able to get that far down yet. And I think if they go to the bottom of that trench, they're not gonna find the entire city intact. But I think they'll find remnants. Hmm. Because, I mean, the Bermuda Triangle is in that area. And I just think that's where two or three ley lines intersect and form a vortex. Okay. It would make sense. Yeah. I don't remember where the Bermuda Triangle is, but is that somewhere in that neighborhood? Yes. The Bermuda Triangle is off the coast of Florida. It goes to Cuba and to Puerto Rico. I believe. Okay. It's like, is yeah. that, does that triangulate with the other? Yes, yes, it does. Oh, okay. But see, there's other Earth light energy lines on this Earth also, where they've got Stonehenge. Machu Picchu, I just heard they closed that. And, like, I okay, the mounds that are in Ireland, my ancestors. Okay. It's, it's weird. But, I oh. mean, if, if you. Look around and believe. My my hypothesis makes more sense than what we've been told. Mhm, mhm. Yeah. I read well, somewhere where also when Atlantis was destroyed, five percent of the population should have survived, whether they'd been visiting other countries or relatives or something. All right, when Atlantis was destroyed, these people had nowhere to go home to. So they had to go somewhere. Yeah. And I just believe the ancients had help. Can people get your books on Amazon? Right now, the only one that's on Amazon is book one. Book two will be on there within the next 30 to 60 days. But go to my website, and there is a link that will take you directly to the publisher's website. You can purchase it there. Okay. And what, how can they contact you then? Tell us your website, Linnea. All right. On the home page, you can buy the books. There's also a page that says email me, and that is www.ladeaslayer.com. L A I R dot com. Okay. Okay. So people just check there for the availability of the books. What what would you recommend for people to do, Miss Lee? Um, with, what would I recommend? Yeah, because basically you're giving a prophecy, um in a fix, fictional way. So I would just well, recommend people to look around. Remember the golden rule, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. Mm-hmm. And maybe get a respect for life. No matter what color you are, the soul doesn't have color. Right. The soul is endless. And who cares? I mean, you know, just it's wrong to do what I've seen. The genocide and all that going on is wrong. Yeah. And we're going to be, we are going to be the demise. We're going to cause our own destruction. I believe if things don't change. So it is the cause of man that brings on this cataclysmic solar effect. Look at the hole in the ozone layer. Who calls that? Yeah, okay. Because, I mean, if there is a gamma ray or sunburst, 
We have no protection. Yeah. Yeah, that's a fact. Do you think we... Do you think there's... How can I say this? Would you believe that there's two forces basically working against each other? One that understands it, wants it, let me finish, and Mm -hmm. one is a combination of doesn't understand, but yet there's those that do and don't want it. There's always a struggle between good and evil. This this earth is 4.5 billion years old. And I believe the conflict has always been there. I believe the ancients left us messages as, you know, relating to the galactic alignment that's going to occur. And we should take heed. But you've got to have an open mind. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Well, I read something today. Go ahead, Annette. No, I was just gonna. I was just gonna ask something kind of off the subject, Ed, if that's okay. Go ahead. Um, going back to the Mayan calendar itself, um, you explained how it, it looks going forward up to 2012. But since we know it's going to be cataclysmic, or we're projecting that in 2012, back when let's say, oh, whatever it was, a meteor hit the Earth, or whatever it was that wiped out, let's say, dinosaurs, and created an Earth where man could thrive. Is there something, is it cumulative? Does it go back? Can we look at that, those counters that far back or no way? That's not no. that far back. The only okay. thing they have is the calendar that's 25,000 years back. I was just wondering if there's anything that would project, you know, like a start of man. And, then of course, now we can look forward and see the end of man. I was just curious if there is such a, a Well, there's so many hypotheses about the start of man. Who knows? I'm at a timeline. I'm just curious what they say their timeline was. I'm just curious when it starts. I, according to scientists, they say the dawn of mankind was just 25,000 years ago. No, I just mean the Mayan calendar. Oh, the Mayan calendar. Yeah, the, I'm sorry. <laughs> the Dresden Codex, the one that's in Germany. Yeah. The calendar is the 25,000 year calendar and. Oh, 25,000 like years? Mm-hmm. Okay. And the alignment occurs every 25,800 years. So there's 800 years there that, who knows? Oh, I see. Okay. Kind of lost. Okay. There's, okay. There's there's a, on my Yahoo group, the Unexplained World, um, there's an individual that posts, that I allow the post to go through all the time. It's called Zeta Talk. All right. Um, basically, communication allegedly with uh, Zeta Zeta Talk with the Zetas, um, which would be basically. What's Zeta? It's it's more or less in that ETs that kind of stuff. Okay. 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 And okay. I guess it's channeled. And the thing is, it talks about, I'm looking at it now, um, that in November, and this is predicted by the Zetas, in November, our president will make a speech and he will announce the fact of UFOs and stuff like that, alien life and that. Do you think we are ever going to admit to that type of stuff, Miss Lee? I don't think so. Okay. Because you got to go back to the mass hysteria. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, you've got religious fanatics that would, I mean, you know, the world's upside down enough right now. I don't okay. think we need that. <laughs> but as far as me believing in UFOs, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, I've even... Uh, me and Kathy and that actually seen something about three weeks ago in the sky that really? was like, yeah, that was like, wow, okay. You picture a fish, t- you picture a fish in a fish tank, how it moves, yeah. stops, then it may jet another way. Then it makes any sound. Okay. 
And that's the best way I could describe it, but it was a light in the sky. So it wasn't a plane. It wasn't a helicopter because it moved too fast from spot to spot to be a helicopter. But it would move, it, it would, yeah. It was, was not it as lightning? No. Mm-mm. It was a solid light. Was there any sound? No. No, this was, this was up at the level that looked... Uh, how would you say this? Uh, how would I say this? You would think it was a star, okay? That's out there. But this sucker was moving. <laughs> so see, and I believe, like in the Everlast series, the mm-hmm. this will make your blood run cold. I use, I chose by aliens as. People that used to live on a star in Orion's belt. The pyramids on the Giza Plateau, they align in total trajectory of the three stars in Orion's belt, how they're going to be at the time of the galactic alignment. And when I chose Orion as my aliens or where they were from, I had no idea. And when I found that out, I, I was a whoa. So something's something guiding me. Yeah. Yeah, see, my wife, we just looked at it like in amazement, like, wow, kids watching a, something they never seen before. It wasn't like, oh, my God, you know, what's happening? No, we just, like, looked at it and, like, wow, you know. So um, it was very interesting, to say the least. You know, I think most people would be that way. I don't think there'd be mass hysteria. Yeah. Because a lot of people, as of right now, they're really curious. I mean... Okay. Um, Miss Lee, your website again where individuals can find your book? It's Lair. That's L-A-N-A-I-A-S L-A-I-R dot com. Okay, very good. I would like, yeah, it's right here, L-A-N-A-I-A-S-L-A-I-R.com. I forgot an A. <laughs> okay. And uh, I would like to thank you for being on tonight, and maybe in the near future when, you know, when you're not as scratchy with your voice and that, and uh, you can go more into you know, what the other books may be about. Or basically, I guess we could say your prophecies because, uh, as we discussed, you're pretty much telling the story that you feel that you know, but in a fic- ficti- with fiction. So um, I find that very interesting, very, uh, very nice way of doing it. And I do thank you for having me. Lene, it's been a pleasure. Thanks for coming. Yeah, All right, it was thank very you, nice. guys. Thank you thank very you much. Night. Very interesting, huh? Yes, it is very interesting. I like the fact of, I like that way because, like I said, John Edwards does that also. He will put out books, and he'll do it in a uh, fictional way, but basically, mm -hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, so. Well, that's what Jesus would do. Say who, what? (laughs) Back on that? Tell a story to get his point across. Okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that was very interesting. Hmm. Yes. Yeah. I. Uh, so speaking of interesting, tell me about yeah. your experience at the mansion. This at the mansion. You saw nights. Yeah. All right. Uh, Friday night was great. Friday night we did. Uh, we had the, the actors guild was out there from Joliet. They were telling stories in the room. Um, People came today in a nice crowd. I spent from eight, uh, yeah, eight o'clock till twelve thirty in the morning doing readings. Great people, real nice people. Um, there's cool. some readings in the round, you know, four or five people sitting there at once, and everybody listening to everybody else's. Uh, but they were all friends, so nothing was just. Those can be fun. Yeah. Yeah, it was. It was. It was fun. That was fun. And then came Saturday, last night, mm-hmm. Halloween, and I was on edge. Even go, driving out there, 
um, to do it. And anybody that personally knew me knew I was kind of on edge because it was like, I don't know, Annette, it was like, I'm not going to say something. I wasn't going to say that I didn't feel right about something. Um, it was basically the first. It was basically the first time doing what I did on when the veil is the thinnest. And so we had 14 people. The lap guys were out there, laps at American Paranormal Society. So you know, we had good guys as far as that goes. Um, good. Late, well, and, yeah, yeah and you met um, Noel and Mary at when we were at Rosina's thing, the two ladies that oh, came yes, up to yes. me. So, yeah, yeah. So they were out there, um, basically mm-hmm. on the spiritual side. And so we started the seance, and um, it was very hard. People were feeling things in that, but it was very hard for me to tap into what it was. Okay. And I even went the route to demanding, et cetera, et cetera. And right, it wasn't like, guy, yeah. yeah, yeah, and it wasn't like, um, wasn't really getting that good of a response. And but yet, people were feeling things that were lower than the table, looking at them, around them, the people at the table, basically, and the coldness, of course. And the other thing was like something was on the table running across it. Now this lasted an hour which is basically longer than I normally go, but right, I just right. couldn't I couldn't tap into it. Okay. And then I went on a, I went softer. I went more lovingly, I guess you could say. Your approach. Going okay. mm-hmm. Approach. And now you don't know what happened, but then it dawned on me, it came to me what it was. And Remember, we're in the doll room. All these dolls oh, from right. eighteen, yeah, eighteen hundreds up. Um, I was wondering if it was the energy. That I I I covered everything, from Seth to the son that you know passed away there, um, to everything, to the person who was murdered there, etc. Then it hit me like a ton of bricks. Okay. Mm-hmm. It was nothing but infants. Standing there, you know, does it the oh. ability, you know, does it the age to stand, looking up at us, wondering what are we, you know, what's asking, kind of what's going on, you know. Oh, oh man, did that! You know me well enough about kids and that. Just um, yeah. children have died in that. Boy, did that hit me hard! It hit me, boom. Oh. Um, yeah. It wasn't what I would say bad or anything spirits like that. It was uh it was this curiosity, you know. And yeah, what's happening now, yeah. Yeah, and uh it's somebody asked me, Well did you help cross them over? Well, no. I did not because as we discussed in the past, my belief my belief is I'm a firm believer that we all pass over, period. But I followed that up when I responded to the person. I believe that children that, you know, especially if they're young souls, they're allowed to wander. And that's how they gain knowledge, internal knowledge. So when they come back, they have that, you know, when their soul or spirit comes back, they have that eternal knowledge to bring with them. And uh, this was just kind of, because like my wife said, Kathy, is, you know, we all can be a beacon. Or, you know, some of us in the room may be a beacon and for the spirits. And we don't know what, and the spirits know no walls, okay? And you got this room full of nothing but toys, dolls, and marionettes and all this other stuff. So, yeah, kind of hit hard. (laughs) I wasn't expecting that. I think I'd rather have gone with the evil whatever, (laughs) you know? (laughs) <laughs> yeah, there's something you can do about that, or at least you feel like you can, right? Pretty yeah, helpful yeah. with a bunch of little babies. Yeah. What do you think? I don't know. I like the idea of small children who die young. 
being able to roam the universe and watch mankind and learn from its mistakes and evolve by watching, maybe even being spirit helpers, who knows? Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, that's a nice idea. I like that. But they're just kind of you know, standing there. Said, Go ahead. When you said there was somebody under the table, I thought, well, it's going to be either child, a very little child who can't be taller than the table. <laughs> you know, it's like half the people at my house or, you know, or some kind of a demonic whatever. I was not, I'm not knowing which way you were going to go there. <laughs> it wasn't like it was under the table. It was at the height of the table, standing along the right. table, you know, right, like yeah. looking at us. And then the ones that were like, when we felt that, because people felt like a breeze come across their faces, okay? It was like something was running along the table, all right? And I couldn't, I, you know, it took, like I said, all that time, then boom, it hit me what it was. And um, it emotionally hit me because I feel that, you know, um, how can I say this without sounding too egotistical, that it's kind of special to have children visit you because it shows oh. that you're a gentle soul too, that they could trust in coming to you. Absolutely. Yeah. So, um, and you are a good soul, so. Yeah, so it was, uh, it was a, but I, you know, it took, it, to shake that one, it's been a, you know, the old, the old saying, be careful of the playground you play at, you know. <laughs> you might turn out to be a playground. <laughs> you don't know who's going to be around when you get there, you know. Yeah. 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 But uh, it wasn't bad. It wasn't, you know, scary or, you know, it Right. Can't say it was too scary. It was more emotional. Which is good. There's so, yeah. There's so um, many different kinds of death and dying and et cetera. You never know what you're going to run into. Absolutely. When I made when I made the announcement, because, you know, this was after everybody was feeling what they were feeling, there was dead, you know, no pun intended, but there was dead silence in the room. And mm-hmm. uh, everybody kind of left kind of quiet. <laughs> right. You know. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so that's how that went. Um I'm going to try to get our, we have, I, if individuals go to the unexplained, no, not the unexplained world, edwardshanahan.com backslash capital T and small V as in TV show dot HTML or just go to edwardshanahan.com. You'll see it when you get there. You can watch the first segment of our show that, um, or the segment that they taped to be played on Channel 26, the U, and You and Me This Morning TV show. It was on last Tuesday. And um, they did a nice job because we did, they came out for a seance. They called me. They wanted to participate in one. We created one. Um, I got people together to come out to the mansion on the, the week before on a Tuesday night. And... Uh, they taped it. We had uh, radio hosts from WGCI. We had uh, we had them there, and I did readings and everything. They got a what we do in four hours and three. And um, the second segment I should be getting pretty soon. That we played Friday, and uh, so it was a nice little plug for the Scott Mansion and Joliet for right. us and everything else. Yeah, so right. Um, yeah. Good. Yeah, I'm glad you know what you're like a TV star. Did you yeah, did yeah, get yeah. to hang a star on your closet door? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Just like do you for Christmas? <laughs> no, fortunately, I got uh, you know. Then you come home, and you gotta take the garbage out. You know what I'm saying? So. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, there you go. Back to basics. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Back to the, back to you know. No, first that's a lot of fun, though. You know, when you work hard on. Oh, stuff, it was, and, and you know me. Know about it. Yeah, and but you know me being somewhat of a control freak because I like to make sure things run the way they should. Okay. Yeah, the way um, you want. Yeah. <laughs> um. Well, yeah. Well, uh, I don't know what to say to that, but no, it, was, it, it was it was a you know it was a. Okay, how's this going to turn out? How are they going to present it? Da 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 da. Because once it's done, you know you don't have no say 
and uh, I was happy to see the way it turned out. So, matter of fact, I think I call, I did call you that day when I first seen it. Yeah, I did. Right, call you I know you're. Yeah, yeah. How relief I was, relieved, you know, that it turned out that <laughs> way. So, um, you did a good job, and they recognized it, and you know, that's I awesome. just just did what I do, you know. So, right. um, I'd like to say our next broadcast will be Thursday, November twelfth, the night on Sunday night broadcast, um, and I'm willing to take, you know, I think we're willing to take some stories and. Maybe even people call call in with, uh, I guess you could say, psychic questions or you know wanting to know what's going on, and maybe maybe we can find out some answers, tapping into them intuitively, and uh, see what happens to that. Um, a shout out to Paranormal Casebook. Um, just go, just do a search for paranormalcasebook.com. Do a fan, they do a fantastic job for. Uh, it's a newsletter that showcases everything that comes out on the internet about the paranormal um on a daily basis. So um if you're if you're into that deep, I mean you won't miss nothing by you know signing up for their newsletter. Um so you got anything going on lady? You know everybody we know we got the time change today. Don't forget to check your smoke alarms. If check you have the batteries work and change a battery when the time changes. If, yeah. If, yeah, that's what I don't hear. My son, the fireman, reminded me today. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. He had his jacket on and his hat. You know, he's been to the fire department. He learned in school and all, you know. We go with the club to the fire department every year in October. It's fire prevention week, so everybody go out there and make sure get your home safety plan ready. The kids know how to get out of the house. It's November 1st where I'm still talking fire safety, honey, like that. The time changed. Check your smoke alarms. I'm done talking. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right, listeners, I'd like to thank Miss Lee for being for being on, being our guest tonight. Very interesting. Uh, yeah, it was very interesting. Annette, thank you for being here. Absolutely. Um, we're going to skip a Sunday. I need a break. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I said I needed a break, right, Annette? Guess who got booked for a house party? So, <laughs> for that Sunday. Oh, but that's okay. okay. Well. Yeah. You're going to be out milking cows back up in Wisconsin. That's right, You're making cool. cheese, yeah. exactly. Yeah. I'll be out yeah. in the cheese head zone. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, and uh, hopefully uh, <laughs> we'll, uh, you won't be about running about the town on uh, November 12th. So we'll be... Uh, um, We'll be back on November 12th, not on Sunday night broadcast, on the Thursday. And um, how about if I call you in a couple minutes? That's fine. I'll be here. Good night, everybody. Blessed be. Good night, listeners. Thank you. And see you Thursday, November 12th. Bye-bye. Thank you.